Just in case you missed it, please stay tuned for an encore presentation of our show on the SECURE Act and the changes it may have on your finances. This is Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob and Lori provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Rob Burnett and Lori Gross on Financial Wellness Radio. Welcome to Financial Wellness Radio with me, Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. 2019 has been a good year so far for the stock market and for investors. So hopefully you've taken some steps to protect some of those gains in your retirement accounts so they will be there later in retirement when you need them. Now, there's some major changes regarding our retirement savings system that have potentially significant impacts on how we save for retirement and how legacy retirement funds are passed on to beneficiaries. So if you want to protect those 2019 gains and understand how the proposed changes to the retirement system may affect your planning, this is the show you need to listen to. And our number, 937-552-9990, is the phone call you need to make. But before we dig into today's topic, let's welcome our panel in the studio with me this morning. We've got Lori Gross, the investment advisor, representative, and fiduciary leading our Troy office. Good morning, Lori. Good morning. And rounding out our panel this morning is our good friend, our co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Rob Burnett. So glad to be here. Great day. Uh, Great to be here with you guys. Lori, uh, looking good as always. How's everything going? Not too bad. And, uh, you know, I I got a call, you know, BS on you here because you're sitting here saying great day, but you were just complaining before we went on air about how cold it is. It is. We were talking about Mm. how cold it is, but it's always a great day in the studio with you guys recording the show. You know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Try and butter me up now. That's right. That's right. Rob, how have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, dragging my garbage can 340 <laughs> feet to the road in the snow and the He's bitter counted. cold. Oh, you're kidding me. It's a ways, huh? <laughs> now, my my house is 340 feet off the road and I have to drag the, the garbage can out to, oh. the, uh, to the main road. You need a golf cart or something or a snowmobile at this point. I don't know. That's what my next door neighbor keeps telling me. I need a golf cart. And I live across the street from a golf course. So I guess there's probably one in my future here. Let's figure out how to attach the garbage can to it. Well, you could oh, just, in easy. fact, uh, you could just go over and get a golf cart, wait for somebody to leave one and just drive it home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's owned by the city. I don't want the repercussions of that. <laughs> right. You I'm live outside kidding. the city limits, so. Yeah, I know, but it's a city course. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, yeah. I know. Well, we have some fun with it. So what are we talking about on the show today? Well, today's episode is going to focus on some proposed legislation that governs the rules for retirement accounts. Uh, these changes are proposed in the, okay, here's the official name for it. <laughs> Hang in there because co- Congress is really good at creating names to get really kind of cool looking acronyms. It's the SECURE Act, which stands setting every community up for retirement enhancement. Now that's a mouthful. Oh, they really, they really, really stretched to come up with the acronym, didn't they? Mm, they they yeah. really did. Now, this particular piece of legislation actually passed in the House of Representatives in May of this year on a 417 to 3 vote. Now, 
When was the last time you heard Congress having that kind of agreement on anything? Right. It's been a while. It's, it's been a while. And hey, I heard it just passed the Senate as well. Is that true? Um, it's it's going before. I don't know if the president signed it yet, but it's it was pushed in, put into the final spending bill. It's expected to uh, be voted on in the Senate. And I expect by the time uh, uh, you guys hear this, it's going to be done. I just don't know if the president will have signed it yet. So, right. And he's indicated he's interested in signing it. So that's all good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So it has been added to the spending bill. That's what I was reading. You're right. Uh, so it's been added to the spending bill. And once that's signed, then it's then it's a done deal. And I think the spending bill will go through the Senate. So this means potential changes to IRAs. Is that correct? I mean, it feels like a topic that is going to impact a lot of our listeners. Well, it certainly could, Tony. In fact, there are several different changes in this potential law. So we have several different resources today, including the act itself from the House Ways and Means Committee. So at the end of the show, if somebody actually wants a copy of that, it's about a six-page memo, very concise, which is also very unusual for Congress. And that kind of lays out what's in it. Uh, you can just give us a call at 552-9990. That's area code 937. We'd be happy to send it to you. Or you can go on our website at outlookfc.com. And in the contact us page, uh, put in the comments section, you want to have a copy of the secure law notes from the House of Representatives. And so what we want to look at this morning is uh, highlight some of the proposed changes. We're not going to go through all of them. Yeah, it's only six pages, but there's a lot in there. And we're going to talk about how some of those changes could impact how some individual retirement accounts are going to be used. So I know there's a lot to cover here, but what do you think is one of the most important or biggest items proposed in this new bill, Lori? Well, Tony, in my opinion, one of the bigger changes within the SECURE Act deals with how IRAs are treated after the account holder dies. <clears throat> so under current rules, uh, many individuals use IRAs as a part of their estate plan, and, and investors can bequeath their, their IRA to their heirs, you know, like their grandchildren. And this can be some, some uh, this can have some potential tax advantages for those heirs. Now, each IRA has, has required minimum distributions, also known as RMDs, and th those begin once the policyholder reaches the age of 70 and a half. Well, while the grandchild would still have to take RMDs, uh, due to their younger age, they could stretch out those distributions over a much longer period of time. And the, the overall benefits are a potentially lower tax liability and increase in total lifetime distribution amounts. Yeah, I mean, uh, stretch IRAs, as you mentioned, those, those are a pretty popular estate planning tool, right? They are. They're used by some individuals, but not everybody uses them. Now, the stretch IRA started getting attention from the press and Congress during the 2012 presidential election. During that election, through financial disclosures, it was made known that uh, candidate Mitt Romney had an IRA that was worth up to $102 million. Wow. Now, there's some deferred income for <laughs> deferred taxes. Yeah. Now, I wish I was related to Mitt. Maybe I could check on that. Absolutely. So this prompted a lot of questions in both the media and in Congress. Congress has investigated changing the rules related to the stretch IRAs before, most notably during the Obama administration a few years back. This time, they've partnered those changes with some others, and it seems likely this bill is destined to become law. And since they've added it to the spending bill at the end of the year, I really expect it to go through this time. Yeah, and that would mean basically the end of the stretch IRA or, or changing it significantly. What are some other things that this new SECURE Act could change? 
Well, focusing again on the stretch IRA, the SECURE Act would require that RMDs take place within 10 years of the original account owner's death. Now, this would likely increase tax revenues due to those distributions uh, placing the beneficiaries in a higher income tax bracket. The SECURE Act would make the change to be called the or to the so-called stretch IRAs in order to create more tax revenue from those distributions. Uh, more tax revenue is needed to make up for several of the other changes that the Act makes. And uh, one new part of the SECURE Act allows for small businesses to work together to sponsor a retirement plan for their employees through a plan that's called a multiple employer plan or an MEP. Or as I like to call it, a MEP. <laughs> so I don't know what that is, the multi multiple employer plans. I, I don't know much about them. Can you tell us a little more about that? Absolutely, Tony. First, uh, let's define what a multiple employer plan is. And according to Investopedia, they are a retirement savings plan that's adopted by two or more employers that are unrelated for tax purposes. Now, it's the Internal Revenue Service and the U.S. Department of Labor that they're going to determine if the employers are unrelated. Now, a MEP can either be a defined contribution retirement plan like a 401k, or it could be a defined pension plan. Now, when we talk about affiliated companies, one of the common uh, examples I've seen used and has been around for years is automobile dealers. They're not related tax entities, but they're in the same industry. And so those guys have used these kind of multiple employer plans for years. The act is going to kind of broaden their uses and push them down into the small business market. Now, all these MEPs are run by a sponsor, and in most cases, the sponsor has the fiduciary liability for the plan and carry out and carries out all the administrative duties. Okay, you slipped the F word in there, fiduciary. <laughs> uh, I know that's an important one. Remind us uh, what a fiduciary is again, or what that means. Certainly, Tony. Uh, a fiduciary acts on behalf of others in their best interest. So in this case, the MEP sponsor performs the fiduciary duty for those that join the multiple employer plan. Those companies that join the plan are known as adopting employers, and the MEP sponsor owes the duties of good faith and trust to the adopting employers of the MEP. And uh, your, your fiduciary is there, right? We certainly are. Yeah, absolutely. So you're always looking out for your client's best interests and, have, and you're actually audited uh, on a regular basis to ensure that you're doing that. Uh, you'd do it anyway, but it, just to know that is a peace of mind. And I think it's important for our listeners to understand that if you're working with a financial professional, you want to make sure they're a fiduciary. Um, and thanks for explaining that to us, uh, Lori. But uh, Lori, how does this impact small businesses? Is this a positive change with this MEP? Well, Tony, positive and negative often depends on a point of view, yeah. your point of view. Yep. You know, the SECURE Act that passed the House opens multiple employer plans, or MEPs, to more employers. Yeah, currently, these types of plans require that businesses share a common economic or uh, representational interest. So in, in my opinion, that type of restriction is holding MEPs back from their full potential. So that makes sense, I suppose. Now, our time is just about up for this first segment of the show. Uh, Rob, do you have anything you'd like to share before we take a quick break here? Well, Tony, just let me ask you a quick question. Do you like what your 401k has been doing lately? Yes. I, yeah. And most of us have. But at the end of the day, what's really most important is not what you earn, but how much you keep. Right. And how much you keep and not running out of money in retirement. Those things go hand in hand. 
So you need to be prepared for significant changes to our retirement savings system. Changes are going to affect how you save, how you take income, and how you pass assets on to beneficiaries. So let's help you by making a call to 937-552-9990 to schedule no cost, no obligation, one hour consultation. We'll discuss your financial goals, get other questions you may have answered. And we encourage you while you're Look at, listen to this radio show, go look up our website, outlookfc.com. There's a lot of educational resources there and on our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. Take the opportunity to, re- to review today's shows and some of our other broadcasts by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, because the goal we ultimately have for all of our clients remains the same, retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call Outlook Financial Center. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 937-552-9990 or visit us at outlookfc.com. Welcome back to Financial Wellness Radio. I'm Lori Gross from the Outlook Financial Center. And in the studio with me today is our CEO, Rob Burnett, and our co-host, Tony Shore. And today's episode looks at some proposed changes to the rules for retirement accounts. Uh, These changes are proposed in the SECURE Act. And for those of you just joining in with us, that's Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act. That's a mouthful. (laughs) This act passed the House of Representatives in May of 2019 on a 417 to 3 vote. Um, The SECURE Act is currently under debate in the U.S. Senate and has been recently added to the year-end spending bill, which uh, by the time you've listened to this, it may have actually been signed. So in the first segment, we touched on how stretch IRAs could be impacted by this. And just before the break, we were getting into some of the details of how multiple employer plans may actually change as well. Yeah, we did. And it sounds like there are some positives and negatives that are going to come with the uh, SECURE Act. And I learned about the MEP or MEP sponsors for the first time and adopting employers as well. So it's good to expand our financial vocabulary. I know mine is even as we speak. (laughs) But uh, how the SECURE Act will impact us as individuals and these types of plans. How's that going to work, Lori? Well, the SECURE Act will allow more types of businesses to work together in a multiple employer plan. So uh, currently businesses must have a common economic or representational interests. And these could allow more businesses to potentially cut costs, uh, eliminate regulatory red tape and limit legal liability. Congress would also like to make it easier for these plans to be administered as well. So the SECURE Act directs the Department of Labor to simplify reporting for the for the MEPs for plans that cover less than 1,000 employees. However, in order to qualify for this simplified reporting, each participating employer must have less than 100 employees in that plan. So it's for small businesses. That makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, looking overall, moving on, are there other changes to IRAs that the SECURE Act proposes? Uh, There are some other interesting changes, Tony. Uh, One of the things in the act is they're going to repeal the maximum contribution age of 70 and a half. Current law basically says if you're still working, you get to 70 and a half, you can no longer contribute to your retirement plan. That's the restriction they want to lift because look at average life expectancy. We're living longer, employees are working longer, 
And many people will work past that retirement age simply because they enjoy what they do and they want to keep working or they need the job, one or the other. But there's been some criticism of this provision. Now, critics say it mostly benefits those with significant tax-deferred savings. That $102 million uh, <laughs> IRA comes to mind that Yeah, Mitt Romney yeah. might have. Yeah. So this change is going to allow them to grow the money for a much longer period of time. Now, there are some other suggested changes to the RMD rules. Remember, this you have to start required minimum distributions at 70 and a half. My question is, where's the half come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. Nope. But some have included smaller amounts, like those with a value of less than 100000 to be relieved of with withdrawal requirements for the owner of the account. Well, and another change for age 70 and a half is an increase to age 72 for taking those required minimum distributions, or RMDs. This change creates an opportunity to, to rethink tax planning strategies. It's good news for individuals and families who don't need to use their RMDs and can benefit from additional time without that taxable income. And clients have an extra year and a half before they have to start taking that taxable income and have the opportunity to to plan accordingly by pulling from different assets or adjusting the details of stock option planning or, or deferred compensation payouts. Well, excellent, because those seem like actual positive or beneficial changes. Well, Tony, Uh, Well, those are likely beneficial changes for some. If you plan on using your IRA as a stretch IRA, you may want to look at some other potential options to pass on your legacy. Um, One of the ways you may do that is to use the Roth conversion process. This This would result in current tax consequences, but it may provide future tax benefits for your beneficiaries, and that's a calculation we do for our clients fairly recently. Does it make sense to do it? And if so, how much? so we don't create a huge tax burden for them. I just did one particular client and we were able to show them a plan where they could increase their, or convert 15,000 of their traditional IRA to a Roth with no additional tax liability. Those kind of things are out there. Not everyone has it. We got to do the numbers. Well, and I think that really makes uh, perfect sense. So um, in that scenario, we'd pay the taxes now as opposed to when the funds are withdrawn through RMDs then. That's right, Tony. And another option that you could consider is to use the money from the IRA to purchase a life insurance policy uh, with your heirs as your beneficiaries. So if you want to control how money is distributed, you may also want to investigate creating a trust so that your wishes are followed after your death. So our time is almost up for this segment. Is there anything else you want to add before we take another quick break here? Well, Tony, there's a lot going on in the markets, and we got big changes uh, coming down the road from Congress. The good news is you don't have to worry about these changes and what's going on. You don't have to do it alone. Let us help you by making the call to 937-552-9990 to schedule that no-cost, no-obligation one-hour consultation. Let us go over your financial goals, answer your questions, see how we might work together, because we want our clients to be aware of and knowledgeable about how the investment markets and changes in the law affect them specifically, because ultimately our goal remains the same for all of our clients, retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Outlook Financial Center at 937-552-9990 or visit outlookfc.com to request your complimentary social security maximization report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. 
And welcome back to the final segment for this episode of Financial Wellness Radio. I am your co-host, Tony Shore, along with our hosts, Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of the Outlook Financial Center. And Rob and Lori, good discussion today, talking about some of these changes to IRAs uh, due to the proposed legislation of the SECURE Act, uh, which is probably going to be signed into law. So where do we go from here? Well, in the final segment of today's show, I'd like to focus on another type of change, and that is divorce. Uh, specifically, how you can reconfigure your, ret- your retirement strategy after going through a divorce. And one of our sources for today is an article from U.S. News and World Report from October of 2019, and it's titled, How to Retool Your Retirement Plan After Divorce. And it's available at money.usnews.com. But, you know, for, for many people, divorce causes major changes in most areas of their life. Retirement strategy is just one area that's impacted. Both individuals will need to adjust, but the one with less income will likely have to adjust more. So today we'll look at a few steps for making that adjustment. Wow. Well, it's a serious topic and one that a lot of folks out there are having to deal with. Uh, What's the first suggestion? Well, Tony, one item you may want to consider is a qualified domestic relations order and it's uh, commonly referred to in the industry as a quadro. Now, this is going to be important if your former spouse or partner had an employer-sponsored retirement plan, like a 401k, 403b, and you're entitled to a portion of it as part of your divorce agreement. Now, quadros require payouts to plan non-participants. So this is a case of husband works uh, for a company, he's got a 401k, wife doesn't work there, there is still a payout required from it. Now, these can be complex, they can be time consuming. So we typically recommend that you work with an attorney or an actuary, and if you're working on a divorce proceeding, these guys know typically how to handle that as well, as the retirement plans often have very specific requirements and how those quadros are written. So, wow, I like that, quadro. It sounds very futuristic. Uh, What can you do with the money that you receive through a quadro then? Once you receive the money through a quadro, you can roll it into your own IRA or other retirement account. And when you do that rollover, it is a non-taxable event. So you're not incurring any tax if you allow it to go into another vehicle. It's a valuable way to split up retirement accounts. And when you roll that over into your own IRA, it's as if it was always yours. So once you now have that IRA that's now yours, that gives you the full freedom to take money from it, allow it to grow and accumulate, do Roth conversions on it. All those things now become available to you. Wow. Okay. So uh, are there? how does this impact Social Security? Another thing to keep in mind is that divorce doesn't necessarily mean that you lose out on your Social Security spousal benefit through your former spouse. So if, if you were married for 10 years and have not remarried, you're entitled to spousal benefits from your ex-spouse or partner's Social Security record. So your Social Security benefit amount will be impacted by the timing of the filing for it. Um, w- working with a financial services professional can help you to find that time to find the timing that fits your strategy the best. So remember that these benefits are available to you. Filing for spousal benefits doesn't impact the potential benefits of your ex-spouse or or partner either, or any spouses or partners that they may have later in life. Your former spouse's permission is never required, nor is he or she notified of your filing for spousal benefits. So, you know, don't have any fear there either. Yeah, well, that sounds pretty handy, actually. Are there any more tips that we could utilize? 
there are Tony, let me let me back up and talk about Social Security. I had a client that came in once that had her own retirement benefit from her own job. Uh, she had been married previously and divorced and she had been widowed. So we actually had to run three separate calculations for her Social Security benefit to find the one that would pay her the most benefit. And Social Security allows you to do that. So once again, as Lori said, if you're in a spousal uh, divorce situation and you don't want to talk to your ex-spouse, you don't have to. You, your financial services professional, and Social Security can work this and it never has a negative impact on them. We've had to uh, relieve that tension from a lot of folks we've talked to who are in those kinds of situations. So let's get back to the article and the next three tips from the article, I'm just gonna aggregate together. The article suggests creating an inventory of assets, updating your retirement plan and contributing to your savings. Now I'm gonna find all those into one statement. Set up a time to meet with your financial services professional. If you don't have one or you'd like to examine options with someone not connected to your former spouse, you need to find one. Working with a financial services professional can help you work through each of these steps. They're trained to handle it, take advantage of their experience. And one of the first things they're gonna ask you to create is an inventory of assets. Wow, okay. So, and your office has tools that you use to help create that inventory, right, Lori? We do, Tony. Uh, here at Outlook Financial Center, we use an online portal to, to create a secure vault to help you compile and keep track of all of those assets. Our vault's a, a virtual safety deposit box, if you will, and you can upload and import documents and view financial information. And we also have what we refer to as the From the Heart Journal. This is a booklet uh, we provide our clients with. It gives them instructions on and critical information that they can leave to their executor and, and uh, anything for their heirs, in addition to the information that's stored in their online vault. And, and some of our clients just prefer having a, a tangible document in their hands, so they like that, that From the Heart Journal so they can write things down and have a, a, a note somewhere. Okay, that sounds great. Now, as usual, our time has flown by. We're almost out of time for today's show. Uh, do you have any additional information you want to share with us before we go today, Rob? Well, I hope our show was educational and provided some answers to questions our listeners were uh, wondering about. But now it's time to act. This is where I ask everybody to go do something with something you learned or heard today because procrastination is not going to get you any closer to your financial goals and to the retirement of your dreams. So if you agree with the philosophy of what you keep is more important than what you earn, then give us a call at 937-552-9990 to schedule your one hour, no cost, no obligation consultation to review your financial goals and answer any pressing questions. Explore the resources on our website at outlookfc.com or on our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. Take an opportunity to review this broadcast and previous broadcasts by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Tony, we want our clients to be aware of and knowledgeable at how investment markets are going to affect them, how recent legislation is going to affect them, because the goal we ultimately have for all of our, our clients still remains the same. Retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Yep, and that concludes our time for today's episode of Financial Wellness Radio with our hosts, Rob Burnett and Lori Gross. Thank you for listening to Financial Wellness Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett or Lori Gross at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfc.com. 
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Outlook Financial Center, LLC. Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC and Outlook Financial Center, LLC are affiliated companies. Robert Nett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.